Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening and where you're listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. The show is NXT Talk, where we talk about all things NXT 2.0. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. It was a interesting week, interesting episode to say the least. But without further ado, we're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How is everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Who boy, Boris. Who boy. Lots to discuss on today's edition. But uh, before we start dooming and glooming, let's set it up. Let's talk about what we're going to be doing and uh, talk about our lives and stuff and waste as much time as possible before getting into this thing. <laughs> wow, this is, this is like... A plus content. This is premium content. This is the content people pay for, my friend. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, man. I think we're going to have a lot to rant about. I think it's going to be a fine program. But, yeah, just it, it's tough to feel good about NXT. Even when they give us nice things, they take them away from us, Boris. They giveth and they taketh away. Just like a good relationship. A-O. So on today's episode of NXT Talk, we're going to be chatting about the state of NXT 2.0. What's going on? The people in charge. What are they thinking? Why do they ruin beautiful stuff? We're going to be analyzing, reviewing, and chatting about NXT TV from January 18th, 2021. And then we have not one, but two episodes of NXT UK to talk about in NXT UK Corner. It is a jam-packed show with jam-packed discussions. And you know what? I'm going to love every second of this because I am not driving the analysis part. Today, Matt's going to be driving the front seat. Jesus, take the wheel. Um, <laughs> because I needed a day off. I wanted to just enjoy the show. Uh, I've been super busy, you know, between the flagship show, midweek markout, um, we have NXT Talk today, we have BAM tomorrow, we're going to figure out Friday Rampage, and then back to the flagship show. It's just a busy day, man. Just a busy, busy week. I can't, you know, I, 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 I bore me to rest. Serenity now. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that's totally fine. I'm glad to do it. I'm, I, You know, I like doing it here and there for uh, New Japan shows when we watch and such like that. So it, it's fine. I can uh, definitely drive this bus once or twice, homie. And uh, it's going to be kind of a speed review, as you'll see, because we do have a lot to get through. We have three different television shows to talk about, and we have a lot to discuss right off the hop. I think we can't bury the lead. We got to talk. What have they done to Saray? What have they done to Walter? But actually, man, before we get into that, how are you, good friend? How you doing, big homie? Did you survive the Toronto blizzard? I did, in fact, survive the Toronto blizzard. Um, comfortably inside, I went... I've been doing minimal stuff outside. Honestly, I've been so busy. I just haven't even had time to look outside much. Uh, it's just, it's so busy right now, both with work, both with SNME stuff, both, both. Also with It's Canon podcast stuff. It's just super busy right now. I love being busy, um, but, you know, it just, uh, you know, it, it's been a little much. Also, shoulder, killing like a motherfucker. That's my one F-bomb for this show, uh, but I, I used it in the right spot. Actually, during our NXT discussion, I'm pretty sure we'll drop a few. But honestly, man, my shoulder's been in pretty rough shape. I sent you this message, and it made me laugh so much. 
because uh, the smack daddy's got this message also. Matt, our tax dollars at work. Yes, you're in. <laughs> so at about 5 p.m., I get a call from the doctor's office to let me know to expect a call for the specialist for my shoulder. There you go. So sit by your phone waiting with bated breath for the next, you know, five to 12 business days. And eventually you'll get that call, Boris. Yeah, that's annoying. Getting getting the call to say, hey, expect a call. It's yeah. just the most unnecessary thing that's ever happened. It but is at one least, of the... you're, you know, the ball is, is slightly, slowly rolling downhill. Yeah, slowly, slowly. But so is my pain tolerance. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's, you know, it's the scary. Here's the scary part. It's feeling a little better. In the grand scheme of things, I have days where I, I don't feel it at all, but then I have days where it just kills like a mofo. Um, what I'm concerned about at this point is that the clavicle is actually healing and repairing itself, and then it won't heal or repair itself properly, and they're going to have to break it again, you know? Ugh. Yeah, that would be terrible. Hopefully that's not exactly what's happening. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll just be able to sling it and it'll kind of put it back in position. Yeah, who knows, man? But yeah, hopefully they get you in there soon, brother. Sorry to hear that. But uh, yeah, man, all, all you can do is wait. And it's it's a tough time with this with this whole COVID situation. We all know what the deal is. Sucks, brother. I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. But yeah, look, honestly, the snow's been crazy. I went out to take out the garbage yesterday, and it looked like it was going to start snowing again. It snowed a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. And, yeah, man, it just, it's just it been cold, dreary. Uh, you know, I've been waking up at, like, 5 a.m. and just doing my thing. How about you? How's everything well, on your side? Uh, it's going all right. Yeah, actually, it snowed so hard that it snowed inside of my home, which was pretty fun. It's not actually, it's not even the first time that it's happened. But yeah, Toronto is definitely not equipped to handle climate change, as they say. There were two buses stuck on my commute to work, just like on Dufferin Street, just stuck in the middle of the road. Not in the middle yeah. of the road, the side of the road. But just, just hanging out, just stuck there, like for more than 24 hours. So that's that's been fun. It's been fun in Toronto, but it's actually pretty nice, like, weather-wise. It's a four degrees Celsius, a poultry four. So, uh, you know, it's, it's basically hoodie weather here in Canada today, despite the huge snow banks. But, you know, life is good, hanging in there, working lots as well. And, uh, man, just uh, <laughs> watching NXT, despite my better judgment. Yeah, it's hilarious considering that, like, Half an hour before the show, we were talking about the future of the NXT talk. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, but we're kind of just talking as we're getting busier with SNME, what's going to happen, what we're going to do, how we're going to fit this into our schedule. That was mainly the conversation. Um, and then, you know, the episode itself wasn't the worst, but there were some puzzling decisions and there's some big picture puzzling decisions that, you know, I think we need to vent about. But, uh, you know, without further ado, let's let's get to this, man. What do you want to talk about, Matt? Okay, so what do you think we should start with, Walter or Saray? It can be both. Like, honestly, it could just True, be the okay. state of the characters in WWE. Okay, so we saw, I think it was January 15th or 13th, about a week ago, that WWE trademarked the name Gunther Stark. And if you quickly Google Gunther Stark, you will see that he was a, uh, I believe it was a naval commander uh, for Nazi Germany, I believe, if my facts are correct. Yep, Boris. That's about right. 
Yep. So that's uh, that's a big old uh, ball hanging out there. Uh, anyway, man. So yeah. So that's just a weird decision. It appears at the end of NXT, Walter said the words, "The winner of this match is Gunther." Therefore, like it, naming himself Gunther, it appeared officially. So Walter might be Gunther Stark, although at this time we only know for sure that his name is first name Gunther. So yeah. Walter has become Gunther. That, in a nutshell, is not that big a deal. Although if they do go with the the Nazi name, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> that's that's a pretty pretty. It's kind of a red flag that they even came up with that specific name at all. Kind of a weird pull. Maybe it's a maybe it's a coincidence, Boris. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Walter thing was tough. But I think it was the Saray thing that actually caused me to to think, wow, I would give up on this show had it not been for this podcast. Like, if it, I I actually love NXT and I might have watched it through the entire two point era, regardless. But this Saray thing, man, they are just they we are not in good hands with WWE. They do not know what the audience wants. They're just creating these characters, these cartoon characters, literal anime characters, literal cartoon characters. Uh, how do you feel about these two changes, buddy? All right. Here's the thing. I'm in the grand scheme of stuff, and I'm not trying to sound negative. Listen, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not going to be the negative Nancy. Um, you, everyone knows I love wrestling, you know, as much as the next person. But, and this might actually be a worse thing off, but I'm at the point now with WWE where I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, to me, this is all par for course. You know, WWE, they're sports entertainment. To me, this is, you know, that's what they are. That's what they're gonna be. That's that. That's it. You know, that's 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 what they are. They're sports and they're a sports entertainment company. They're gonna create characters. They're gonna change the names of our beloved indie wrestlers because they want full control of everything. You know, this yeah. is the same company that tried to copyright people's real names, like Chelsea Green, because they want full control. They want the, their own characters. They want their names. They want everything under their umbrella, under their control. So all of this, to me, it's perfect course. Nothing, none of this. None of this surprises me whatsoever. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't even care anymore. If the product <laughs> is good, which sometimes it is, that's fine. But, you know, it just goes to show you when you have 60-year-old men and plus planning and, and, and figuring this stuff out, this is the shit that you get. You get people with these weird, you know, I don't even know. I don't even want to make fun and say fantasies or whatever. These weird characterizations of what they think we want based off of race, based off of whatever. That's the part that kind of disturbs me a little more. But again, I don't care. And, and that's, <laughs> weird, that's a really weird state to be in where I'm watching this stuff. I see the arguments in various chats that I'm a part of. I see people completely shitting on stuff on the boards. And I don't care. It's like, it's par for course. And I, I think that's a lot more dangerous than being angry, than trying to yeah. defend them, than trying to be angry. I'm at the point where I just don't care. You don't expect any better from them. And for some reason, I had a little shred of that hope left in me, Boris. That flame was not quite dead until I saw Saray with a magic necklace being portrayed as a literal schoolgirl, like wearing a schoolgirl's uniform with pigtails and huge glasses, talking about like her her magic necklace from her grandmother. It's just, 
oh man, if they want to get the youth, if they're looking for a younger demographic, like 20 years younger even than us, that's totally fine. But you're not going to get youth by by bringing in adults and having them pretend to be children. That's absurd. You're going to get young people by doing cool shit on TV. You need cool characters who are being cool. You know what I mean? And and, and some kind of social media presence would greatly help for sure. And I'm sure. They, they, you know, they're trying with like the Wendy Chews of the world and stuff, but I just, they're completely out of touch. Doesn't even begin to describe it, man. It's beyond parody. You can't even make fun of it anymore. It's, it's just insanity. It, they're, they're why. doing like, they're doing the things that we joke about. Like they're not going to actually turn Walter into a Nazi. They're not going to actually turn Saray into a literal schoolgirl with the, like a sailor moon character, but it, it's just, that's where we're at. And for some reason, I did expect a little better. Maybe it's just like residual goodwill for NXT that I have left in my heart because I remember like 2015. But, oh boy, this one, this one broke my spirit this week. This okay, one, this is the, the thing, one that Matt, broke my back, buddy. Matt, let's 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 jump on our time machine. Let's jump in our telephone booth and uh, you know go back 30 years. If this was 1992 to 1996, we would be seeing and seeing the exact same stuff with some of the characters. Here's the thing, though. You know, someone like a Bastion Burger, Bastion Booger, and, <laughs> and those types of characters. Even the Berserker. Waylon Mercy, even though he had a possibility. But, like, you know, the Berserker. Stuff, wrestlers like that. Yeah. Those, they had no hope in getting over. And, and, and But, you know, you would think that 30 years later, we, you know, especially after the Attitude Era, where Vince McMahon flat out said, we're done pretending to treat you guys dumb. You know, we're done with, you know, creating these fans, fantasy characters, right? And 30 years later, this is where we're at again. This is literally these old men booking, creating characters for themselves, thinking that this is what they want. And to me, that is the biggest disappointment because this is what they think we want, this is what they think we want to pay for. This is what they think we give a shit about. And again, like, yeah, I'm pissed. I think it's dumb. I think a lot of this is going to fail in the grand scheme of stuff. But I don't care. Yeah, like, that. that's completely... Really fair, homie. I, I respect that you're at that point. And I think I think after this episode, I'm officially at that point, too. And I was there with Raw and SmackDown, and I should have been there long ago. I should have been there in September when this change first happened. But for some reason, I was really trying to find the good. And I feel like we've been probably the most positive NXT podcast that you could possibly find out there on the internet about NXT, honestly. Like, go go listen to some, like, go listen to Brian and Vinny review NXT, and they tear it apart. And it's funny, and you know what I mean, but I think they're not fair a lot of the times. But I think we're being totally fair right now in saying that this was a disaster. Uh, the Surrey thing, especially, because Walter is is a goofy name in and of itself. Gunter, you can argue, is, is as goofy. It's no less or more goofy, maybe. If he's just going to be Gunter, that's fine. He's so incredible in the ring that if you put him in a wrestling ring against anybody, he will get over. And that's just that. But like this Saray thing, man, they, they just ruined this wrestler. This is not what she signed up for. This is not what she signed up for. She did not join Triple H's NXT expecting this character, you know, and I'm sure she would not have come over it. I, I, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I bet she would not have come over had she known that this was going to be her fate. Same thing with Kushida. That, having said that. You know, we've been praising stardom and a lot of Joshi wrestling lately. 
Have you seen some of those characters? That's, that's It's totally fair, but it's different because I don't trust Bruce Pritchard and oh, Vince no. McMahon and John Laurinaitis to have the nuance, to have the like ability to understand that culture. They're not in it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think that they're just doing it because they've seen it on television. You know? like No, dude. This is the thing, right? And I'm not even saying, let's wait and see. All I'm saying is that whatever they do, we'll talk about it. What I like, I like. What I don't like, I don't like. Fair enough. At this point, I feel like we're just going to go through the motions with NXT 2.0 because this is developmental. And we've talked about this before. I'm going to say this again. I'm super interested to see how they call these wrestlers up. Are they going to call these wrestlers up with these characters? Or are we going to see what we saw with the Triple H brand where they would completely repackage them into something, right? Like, like remember, dude, John Cena. Can you imagine if John Cena came up as the prototype? No, actually, I couldn't. Well, he kind of almost did, but yeah, no, because the prototype was mostly heel. But uh, yeah, man, no, it's a really great point, and I'm sure a lot of these guys will get changed. Maybe Braun Breaker will get his real last name back. Who knows? Probably not his real one. He's not going to be Braun Recksteiner. Exactly. So, like, you just never know exactly what's going to happen with these uh, with these call-ups, right? And I, I'm and again, I'm not trying to defend them. I just this is like we've seen this before. This is all par for course. It is absolutely stupid. It's embarrassing. I hate the fact that we're even talking about this stuff. But like I say, I don't care enough to like even say anything else at this point. That's fair, man. But I'm just yeah. We're I think we're both in the same point. You're just your soul has been crushed, and my my soul just got crushed this week by this new character of Surrey. But uh, yeah, man, it's just the fact that it even invokes any memories of like 1995 and like Freddie Joe Floyd and T.L. Hopper and and stuff like that is uh is cause for concern. It's not it's not great. It's not great. I don't know for sure. That's the thing, right? Like, it brings back some horrible, horrible memories about <laughs> a lot of stuff. And it's just scary that this is exactly where we're at again. And it's just like, I just don't know. I just really, yeah. really don't know what to do anymore. All right. Well, having said that, I think we covered it. And uh, let's get into this show because we got a lot to discuss. So we're talking NXT 2.0 TV from January 18th. 2022 the show opens with la Knight pulling up in a nice car not a car guy i couldn't tell you which brand it was but he runs into andre chase and the blonde-haired geek of chase university who boris is officially named bodie hayward yeah sure whatever <laughs> la Knight promo it's pretty good uh Knight has the crowd behind him with uh, with his catchphrases he's got the yeah and he's got the let me talk to you crowd likes those they recognize it so he's cutting a promo on grayson waller who comes out with an envelope and hand boris and it seems that waller has a restraining order on la night because waller is a heel and therefore a coward yes good all right (laughs) (laughs) jolly good so la night says that you may have a restraining order on me and grayson but you don't have one on this guy yeah and then uh out spooks dexter loomis crawling from under the ring and we're getting grayson waller versus dexter loomis coming up next after this commercial break yeah this was a thing look la knight um i feel that he is being given a lot of rope with his promos because that promo is too good for one of the writers from wwe to write for him 
I 100% uh, agree with that. I believe it. I think he's kind of doing his own thing. You can tell he's got his LA Knight promo. He's got his LA Knight delivery. And yeah, man, I, they might suggest lines. They might suggest like jokes, but I think it's it's mostly him kind of driving the bus. And this is what we're talking about, about NXT. It's easy to hate the big picture because they make some awful dumb decisions. But this promo was actually really good. It was a good start to this television show. I've seen many worse WWE promos to start a show. Yeah. Uh, Waller, dude, if there's anyone who's been kind of like a shining star in NXT, it has been Grayson Waller. We've literally seen him just evolve into this mega yep. heel, this guy who wants to be heel. He's not trying to be a cool fate or a cool heel. He wants heat. He wants to be hated. He goes out there for the booze, and I think he gets his jollies up. He gets a partial chubby getting booze. <laughs> it's graphic, but uh, I can't all the way disagree, Boris. Uh, he is certainly going for the booze, and it's succeeding. Grayson Waller has a small chance of being like most improved slash breakout star kind of guy for 2022, for sure. Yeah, until they change his character to like the Outback Steakhouse guy. Oh, you could like literally Australian survivor. Like he's literally a a woodsman from Australia. Wasn't one of um, what's their tag team name? Didn't they just have that character and the guy recently got released? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. What was it? TM three K or something? What what were their names? TM three five. The mighty don't fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, they had, they had their moments. I remember seeing them wrestle live in Toronto and being pretty impressed by them. Yeah, yeah, they had a, a very good match. Did it? They win? No, they lost or won at the Dusty Cup. I, I believe. Don't remember. Yeah, I believe they lost the Dusty Cup to the uh, Authors of Pain in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive! Sipping lean and like, nearly died. When uh, we talk about Morris, these shows that we've been to years ago, <laughs> we're only talking like five years ago, and it feels like forever. Like Authors of Pain, sh- dude. Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe was the main event of that show. Man, well, DIY versus Revival versus FTR. (laughs) Three AEW wrestlers, potentially. Uh, Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger opened the show. That was a really good match, too. Arguably the best match of the Perfect Ten's career. Sean Spears, the chairman. That was a good show. let's Let's just do a podcast about that show instead. (laughs) <laughs> hey that's uh, an idea for the for for the new show yeah so yeah well uh we're gonna like right into the action <laughs> although we didn't do that at all but yeah so they go right into the action there's no official time on this match because it started during the commercial break dexter loomis versus grayson waller and it's funny we're just reminiscing about the black and yellow brand the ropes are blue now black and yellow is officially dead gone buried boris well, I will say they're probably blue because of the Dusty Cup. Well, that's actually maybe a good call. I can I can see that for sure. Um, so, yeah, this one goes about 10-ish minutes. It went through a commercial break and started in a commercial break. So you only got like five or six minutes of the 10 minutes. I'm digging some of Grayson Waller's new offense. He's got this spot where he slides out of the ring and hits a clothesline. It's pretty cool. He's got all kinds of springboard, flippy-doos, and dealy-bobs. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling Grayson Waller in the ring. He's improving a lot. So the finish comes when the re-debuting Sorov Gurjar comes. He was formerly of the tag team Indus Sure Boris. 
He came out, he interfered, cranked Dexter Loomis on the outside of the ring, threw him into the ring where Grayson Waller hit his dive roll stunner, won the match in 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, he's got a bodyguard, Gerjar, now the insurance policy for Grayson Waller. Yeah, like pretty it. bad match. Not not the best. You know, it was not without its charm, but at the end of the day, very green Grayson Waller versus Dexter Lumiai, who is not very talented. He's, exactly. a, he's a great character, but not a great wrestler. Exactly. And this is exactly kind of what I expected. Now, it's what I did find intriguing, and I want to bring up now, is did you notice that they have kind of reconfigured the performance center a little bit? Yeah, actually, it kind of it seemed like the crowd was a little bigger. It, 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 it I like this layout more. They did kind of jigger it around a little bit, and I, I, I definitely it feels like a better atmosphere. Feels right. like a more lively crowd. Feels like there's more people on top of the action. I like it. Good change. Yeah, it's great until someone dies because <laughs> those number one those glass barricades. Those, those 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 plastic barricades. Someone's gonna go through one, and a fan's gonna get injured, or someone's going to break something when they try for a dive because there's barely enough room for Malcolm Bivens to walk around the ring now. Like it's crazy <laughs> how close the barricades are to the ring. It's like it's like they're really limiting any offense outside. There's a little room on the announcer table side. But even then, there's not a lot of room for a lot to do a lot. So at this point, I'm just expecting something bad to happen to someone. That's uh, that's actually a really good call. Yeah, I haven't noticed that, but that's it's very uh, very smart point that you bring up there, Boris. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I wonder if it's on purpose to kind of distract, uh, you know, uh, the dive possibility for wrestlers. Like, I wonder if they want that. Honestly, this is the thing. We're at this point with WWE where I wouldn't put it past them to limit the dives, the suicide dives, the flips to the outside, and this is how they want to do that. Again, yeah, conspiracy theory. I, I actually believe but, it. But whatever. I, yeah. I put nothing past this company at this point. That's kind of deep conspiracy, but it, it stands to reason at least that that might be a thing that they're thinking uh, any, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we didn't really come up with the uh, rating system du jour, but let's do it on the fly and rate this match. Two Gunters out of five, Boris. It is a slight fail, but a decent effort by Grayson and Dexter Loomis. Yep, and I love the fact that we were going to say the exact same thing for the rating system, <laughs> and I would have rated the match the exact same way. It was cool in the sense that Grayson Waller's improving, but at the end of the day, it wasn't a good match. But I guess the entire match's point was to set up his, Waller getting a bodyguard. Yeah, absolutely. Which it did super cool, fine. Uh, they got from point A to point B. I didn't regret watching it. I will never watch it again. So next up, we had footage of an online angle from the weekend where Walter was bullying Malcolm Bivens, got into it with Bivens. Of course, Roderick Strong stood up for him, setting up our main event this evening. We also had an awesome little hype video for the Dusty Classic, Boris, singling out Idris and Malik as two guys to watch. They really got the push there, kind of telegraphing a finish later in the evening. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> it sure was, buddy. It sure was. Next up, we had match number two, first round of the men's Dusty Cup 2022. The Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius versus Cowboy Time, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Cowboy time. I love that name. We're going to start using that. Yeah, uh, this match I thought was tough. 
Um, I believe that Julius, or sorry, that uh, Brooks Jensen is going to kill someone in the ring. Like the amount yeah. of stiff kicks, knees, punches that he gave the Creed brothers. I am surprised that the Creed brothers kept their cool. Yeah, he he hit Brutus with a pretty brutal knee in this match. Yeah, definitely. We we said before that Brooks Jansen was among the worst wrestlers we'd ever seen when he first or I said that when he first showed up. He's improved a lot from that standard. He's not like nervous and tripping over his own feet, but he is hitting people real hard and you know it's fake brooks jensen we'll figure it out though he's a, he's a bull in there you know he's like a bull in a china shop hopefully let's just say we'll this. figure that out let's just say this i would not put him in the royal rumble with brock lesnar <laughs> no sir he might get eaten alive uh after accidentally landing one of those knees anyway so yeah this was a this was a decent little hard-hitting match it was pretty average wwe standard went five and a half minutes the finish was interesting so brutus lifts his opponent into a vertical suplex position kind of lays him backwards onto julius's shoulders into a torture rack julius just throws the guy up into the air in in the craziest press slam reverse thing you ever saw and as he's landing julius is already hitting the ropes and hits the unnecessary clothesline, as Wade Barrett dubbed it, the sliding D to an opponent who has already been wrecked by a powerbomb. That appears to be their new finish. I like it a lot, the unnecessary clothesline. So that ends the match in 5 minutes and 36 seconds. The Creed brothers win, and it really looks like the Creed brothers are winning this Dusty Cup, Boris. Boris. Jesus, get my name right, damn it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this match... Like you said, I liked that it was short, maybe a little too short. I would have liked this match to go on a little longer, but, you know, par for course. Yeah, you know what, and uh, I'm going to be a little generous with this one. We're going to go three Gunters out of five, slightly above that Madcap Moss average line. It's a 60%. It's a C in Canada. Good work, gentlemen. All right, next up, we had a little promo package hyping up Dante Chan. I actually really like this a lot. This was very well done. He felt like he let his family and his country down by getting injured so early in his NXT run, but his father had his back, gave him some words of advice, and now Dante Chan has returned. He's ready to take over NXT. Great little promo that was not followed up on well. No, yeah, it was not. speaking of imperium backstage subtitles and all walter with his tag team imperium is all the way ready for the main roster these guys are great who's talking imperium no but specifically who was talking see you you don't get the bit he said walter was talking i don't know a walter wwe because now you see you see matt i'm just just enjoying (laughs) go ahead (laughs) because you see matt WWE has renamed him to Gunther. So, I don't know a Walter. I don't know who you're talking about. This what? Walter guy. I don't know. Gunther? What? I was not aware of that. No, I'm just enjoying the last few moments where I can actually read Walter in my notes. And it's actually his name. And the world is, you know, safe and makes sense, Boris. NXT used to be a safe space. And then Joe Gacy came along or something. I don't know. Anyway, so this was yet another good little promo that was not followed up on well. Because they named him Gunter at the end of this show. Anyway. Match number three, Dante Chen versus Guru Raj goes to a no contest in 58 seconds when Du cuts and interferes and destroys both men. Anything to say about this one, buddy? Uh, 
if this takes more than 58 seconds for us to review, we have issues. Duke Hudson comes back. He's angry. Beats people up. He says, Duke Hudson's back. Boom. We're done. Yep. Duke Hudson looks like Mojo Raleigh now. One Gunter out of five. Pretty sizable fail after that Dante Chanhai video. You could not have followed up on it worse. Joe Gacy promo with Harland. I, I actually quite like this. Gacy's delivery is very good. His character still isn't quite evil enough for my liking, Boris. He's not scary yet. I get that Harland is the muscle and he's the one like who is, he's the scary beast. But I would like to see Gacy actually do something evil as well, rather than just be smiling while his lackey does something evil. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of want to see him. I kind of want to see him do something. Okay, all I can picture is you being Homer Simpson. The two Asian <laughs> gangs are fighting on the outside, and there's that one Asian dude with the white suit, and he just wants to see what he does because you know he's going to do something cool. Exactly. That's I've been waiting for Joe Gacy to do something cool. To extend the Simpsons jokes, where are we getting to the fireworks factory with this Joe Gacy, Boris? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? It's It's growing on me more and more. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he's he's a great performer. Joe Gacy is a great performer, saddled by a weird and confusing gimmick. Um, yeah. Coming up next, Boris, the hardest working reporter in all of NXT, Mackenzie Mitchell, backstage with your NXT champion, Braun Breaker with two Ks. Braun Breaker with two Ks says he knows that the responsibility of being champion is tough, but he's ready for it. And before he can say much more, Electra Lopez comes out, followed soon thereafter by Santos Escobar, setting up Braun versus Santos as the first feud slash title match for your boy, Baby Steiner. Yeah, here's the thing. I want to be happy. I want to be excited. But I know that Santos is going to come nowhere near that belt. So, Yeah, it's it's a nice shout. It's a vote of confidence that they put him in the first match. But you're very much correct. It's uh, he's going to get squashed. It's Rick Rude versus the ultimate warrior at SummerSlam 1990. It's there's no chance there. Exactly. And we all know it. That's exactly it. You know, it's like Val Venus versus mankind when Val Venus went heel. Like you knew what the outcome was going to be like. There's yeah, zero exactly. chance. Uh, zero yeah. chance. Zero chance. Zero. But hey, your your boys getting the main event match against baby Steiner. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully you think you think Steiner's going to wrestle Electra? <laughs> Might as well at this point. Break, breaker with two Ks. Apologies. Anyway, call her if you uh, Next up, <laughs> uh, Braun Papa Pump is your hookup. Next up, Tony D's uh, memorial service, the funeral for Pete Dunne. I was expecting Pete Dunne to show up here, but the fact that he didn't kind of makes me think they wrote him off. Did they actually write Pete Dunne off of NXT here? Yeah, honestly, I was kind of using this as the gauge to see whether Pete Dunne is staying in NXT or moving up, and it seems like he's moving on up. Yeah, to a deluxe apartment on uh, main event. Uh, <laughs> so Tony D'Angelo didn't actually, like, he didn't set the world on fire here. One of his uh, weakest promos, but I, a weak Tony D'Angelo promo is still a really good promo. He's, he's pretty good on the mic. Talks about his friends on the streets of Chicago, gives them wacky names. Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes interrupt, and they go on that weird uh, platform forklift thing. That's where this segment really picked up. Trick is incredible on the microphone. A gem, one of the most underrated speakers in all of wrestling, says he doesn't care about Tony's pals. They're all skinny like 
Vic Joseph, which got a huge pop. Vic Joseph, you could tell, was laughing. Trick kind of shot him a look from the from the forklift. And Mello was strong on the microphone here as well. They go back and forth. Mello tells Tony to keep his name out of their mouths. They are not boys. That uh, that causes Cameron Grimes to come out. Cameron Grimes yet again challenges Mello for the North American title. Mello kind of ducks him, suggests that Grimes should fight Tony D'Angelo, and maybe Carmelo Hayes will defend against the winner. So that promo was actually pretty good. Chiefly among the good things was Trick Williams yet again. Trick Williams kills it. I love this man. Yeah. You know what my favorite part about this entire segment was? What was that? The picture they used for Pete Dunne. Yes, yes. At the end of the uh, great call, they used a great, hilarious picture for Pete Dunn in the memorial service. And this led to uh, uh, Cameron Grimes smashing it over Tony D'Angelo's head at the end of this segment, which I actually liked because it was a small little cardboard picture. Tony D'Angelo wasn't selling it like death. He was selling it like he was frustrated that he got embarrassed and he was selling his jaw from the punch that Cameron Grimes hit. So I, I actually really like that. Tony D'Angelo, he understands it. He gets this wrestling business. Uh, yeah, this was a very good segment, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, while the while the actual memorial service was very generic in terms of, yeah. you know, this has been done a million times in foreign wrestling, I really enjoy the setup for the North American title picture. Yeah, definitely. And if it leads to Grimes versus Mello, which it should, that will be a great match. And we'll see what Cameron Grimes can pull out of Tony D, who's capable. He's got some spots, but is very, very new, of course. Yeah. Next up, hype video for you, Lisa Leone and Valentina Feroz. Uh, this one didn't land with me at all. This felt very scripted. Didn't feel like real people talking to us. It felt like, you know... Uh, scripted performers performing dumb lines on television. It was nice to see how excited Valentina and Yulisa were to see their own hype video because they got a promo immediately after. They seemed to be just glowing, just beaming. That was actually really nice to see. Dakota Kai interrupts, doing her crazy character. More terrible scripted garbage. I didn't like this at all. It sets up Dakota Kai versus Yulisa Leon later this evening, Boris. Yep. Um... The video was no different than a UFC video with fighters who can't act. Like, that's honestly <laughs> how I saw that. Uh, I, the, I just, the, coming from watching two episodes of WWE UK this morning and seeing some really good character pieces, especially with Ilya Dragunov and a couple people, it's just, they, WWE has the capability to make these really, really good. And we see some awesome examples you mentioned ufc and some of them are bad but by and large ufc when they do this it's awesome hbo 24 7 boxing specials a decade ago were like the gold standard of this kind of thing this is just a really bad example a rare miss honestly because wwe usually does pretty well with these yeah exactly and, and the promo itself it was what it was like i don't I, we've said it many times that we're not a fan of this dakota kai character so you know whatever yeah, the less said about it, the better, honestly. Generic, crazy girl, kind of, yeah, just not not landing with us at all on NXT Talk. Match number four, Ivy Nile versus Kaylee Ray. I really liked it. They only gave us four and a half minutes, but it was great for what it was. 
She trade uh, Ivy Nile pretty damn good. She trades strikes, submissions, and suplexes with Kaylee Ray right up to par with her. She actually, I loved her little nifty leg DDT situation. It's almost like a famous her, but she drops it head first into a DDT. It's basically the rocker dropper that Marty Jannetty got sued for, almost killed a man with. That's neither here nor there. After four minutes of pretty good action, like I want to see it again. Your NXT Women's Champion Boris Mandy Rose jumps onto the apron. Kaylee Ray is distracted. Something, something, something. Ivy Nile reverses a KLR bomb for the win. Not a clean win, but an actual one, two, three shoulders on the mat. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Ivy Nile reverses the KLR bomb into a sunset flip in four minutes and 24 seconds. Pretty good match for what it was, buddy. Yeah, no, honestly, I feel like WWE knows that this is a match that can go a long time and be very good. So I kind of feel like they teased us with this match, right? Like, this is a match that should be on a takeover. This is a match that needs to be on a pay-per-view. There's no reason why this match is on NXT TV. I think, I like I said, we said it last year, this is the year of Ivy Nile. Yeah, uh, it seems like, yeah, big things in 2022 for Ivy Nile. And she's ready. She's really good. I said she was like the poor man's Layla Hirsch at one point. But I think I might have to reverse that. Layla might be the poor man's Ivy Nile. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so I'm going to go slightly above the Madcap Moss line for this one as well. A solid three Gunters out of five. 60%. C in Canada. Tip of the cap to you, ladies. Good job. Post-match. Ivy Nile dips, just just pieces out of town. Toxic Attraction beat down Kaylee Ray three on one. But who should make the save? But Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell, that's going to be a women's trios match next week. Toxic Attraction versus Persia, Indy, and KLR. I'm really looking forward to this, to that match. I hope they give them time. But in this new era of WWE, they're going to probably get five minutes max. If we're lucky, if we are lucky. Oh, next up was the Saray video package. What the fuck? <laughs> Just, that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. She went back to Japan to find her roots. Uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's a Sailor Moon character now. Cool. This is the moment where I, I would have stopped watching WWE until the Royal Rumble, probably, had it not been for this podcast. Uh, we're four months into this thing, Boris. Four months you into do this realize. Thing. Still doing. You do realize you can't not watch WWE right now. No, I, I know. That's why I'm saying, and I'm glad. I'm glad to bring these uh, podcasts to you. I'm glad to be in the position to bring you some thoughts and some uh, entertaining analysis, hopefully. But yeah, man, holy crap, Almighty God, oh Lordy. Anyway, <laughs> so maybe, maybe we're crazy because I was going through some websites looking for, you know, so so just what what, what was going on in NXT and whatnot now. I highlighted this comment because this was a review of the show. I'm not going to say what website it is just because. Um, I, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is maybe we're too critical. Maybe we're crazy. Or maybe this person's crazy. And I quote, wow, that was actually really good. Ever since Sarai debuted, I've been criticizing her for being very bland and generic. The dark hair schoolgirl look really works for her over the happy to be here babyface look. Her promo was actually really good in the video with great enunciation. I'm excited to see Sarai return. And this is coming from the person that said she was extremely overrated based on the way NXT pushed her. Other note, I do like her whole medallion as it explains her whole Warrior of the Sun thing. Uh, I, I do agree that 
her delivery and her work in the promo was okay. I strongly disagree with everything else with the fire of a thousand suns, Boris, uh, with the fire of a, a thousand warriors of the sun. I could not disagree more. I think that is insane. Insane. Right. But hey, everyone's entitled I, I to their to highlight opinions. This one. Again, it's all subjective. And here we go. Uh, I do not know who wrote that, nor do I seek that information. Speaking <laughs> Please don't ever tell of me. subjective, this next segment is total bullshit. <laughs> Do you want to just take it? Do you want to just take it from here, buddy? Not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, match number five, men's Dusty Cup round one. Edris Anofe and Malik Blade defeat Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. So not much to this match. Santos interferes pretty early, trips Malik Blade. You've seen it done a million times. Then Santos hops onto the apron, but who should come out? But Braun Breaker with two Ks. He snatches Santos off the apron, walks back to the locker room with him, King Kong style. This, of course, distracts your boy Joaquin Wilde, who is rolled up and pinned with an O'Connor roll by Malik Blade. Three minutes and 18 seconds. Boris's bracket is busted. Yeah, pretty much. Look, I do like this in the sense that earlier in the night, in the MSK promo, Legado comes up to them and says, we'll see you in the semifinals. You know, I kind of like that part of it. But Legado, come on, guys. Give them <laughs> some respect. Oh, man. Yeah, they just job and job and job. I'd like to see the uh, the AEW-style record in NXT. Actually, maybe we'll go back. Maybe I'll go back and do it just on NXT TV. How many, what's their actual record? If I remember, I'll do that for next week. I'll go back on cage match and, and, and write out Legato's TV matches. So yeah, uh, three minutes of this one. I, it's it's a really tough match to rate. Let's go. Let's go two Gunthers out of five because even even three minutes of Legato has some merit, but it was not a good wrestling match. It is three minutes of of basic nothingness. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Blade and Anofe advanced to the semifinals, Boris. Well, they were they will face the winners of MSK versus Jacket Time. Oh, I hope it's Jacket Time, just for the lols. <laughs> just for the lols. Uh, all right, next up, Malcolm Bivens cut a really good promo on Walter, on W-A-L-T-E-R, Walter, hyping up the main event, which was Walter versus Roderick Strong. Malcolm Bivens remains a treat. We are lucky to have him on our television screens. Walter. (laughs) (laughs) That got me, actually. All right. One thing, and when I watched this promo, it hit. Diamond Mine was all over the show yesterday. It's a really good call. They were. And for good reason, they've been awesome. I'm glad that NXT recognizes it. At least, oh my God, I wonder what they would be called right now if uh, they didn't name them before. No, uh, oof, yeah, yeah, it would Roddy, be bad. I, who knows? <laughs> Roddy's group of extraordinary people. I don't know. I fuck. <laughs> Roddy's bodies, <laughs> like a Survivor <laughs> Series team from 1985 or oh, eight, nine. I don't know. Anyway. God, uh, I hate that. <laughs> So Solo Sokoa, the third Oos, is backstage wearing a big bandage on his face. He reveals a gnarly scar, which I'm sure will be magically healed by next week. Boa burns Sokoa with a fireball, you see. So now Solo Sokoa, the third Oos, he's vowing revenge, which will come in the form of a hardcore match next week, Boris. No DQ, falls count anywhere. Also, 
I find it pretty ironic that after ripping AEW for blood and gore, WWE literally doing gory mutilation on our television screens. Yeah, well, whatever. I Sure. The third oos has been mutilated in a gory fashion, Boris. I'm pissed off is what I am. <laughs> um, match number six, Dakota Kai pins Ulisa Leon with the unfortunately named go-to kick, a.k.a. the Yakuza kick, running big boot in the corner. This was a pretty rough match. God bless you, Lisa. She's not ready for TV. That's the problem with this new NXT product. That's the problem with a developmental TV show. It's a it's a weird, necessary evil. You're putting these people out very early in their career. Dakota wins every mediocre women's match you've ever seen in four minutes and five seconds. Yeah. You know, you can't even say this was a, a, a rebound match. You can't even say that this was a, you know, the having any faith in Dakota Kai. This was just, it was what it was. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, it was like a short little squash. It wasn't like go out there and have a good match with a young performer. It was like, yeah, a short little four-minute squash. And uh, again, Ulisa has a lot of potential. I would not give up on her. But she's a long way away even from like almost every woman in NXT UK. Like lots, lots to go. Lots of room to improve for Ulisa. But, you know, this match wasn't... An affront to pro wrestling. We're still going to go probably one Gunther out of five. Safely the worst thing on the show. Not good. Don't watch it. Yeah. All right. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with your girl, Raquel Gonzalez. When your girl, Cora Jade, shows up, Cora Jade wants to join forces with Raquel to win the female Dusty Classic. But Raquel, of course, wants no part of this spunky little skateboarding chiquita, Boris. Cora Jade says that she will convince Raquel Gonzalez to tag team eventually, which is harassment. And, uh, you know, HR should be having to talk with her. Somebody get Joe Gacy on the case. <laughs> All right. So, how many times has Cora Jade made fun of the can they coexist storyline? <laughs> now she's doing it. She's yeah, that's why I've loved it every second of this. I don't know. <laughs> Cora Jade might be my favorite character in NXT 2.0 right now. That's so awesome to hear you say that. I wish I could have played that uh, clip for you six weeks ago. You would have shot in your drawers, Boris. You did not <laughs> have any time for Cora Jade. But, you know, it's good to have open minds and to be fair. I did the same thing with Jordan Devlin in UK. I think that's good, homie. It shows maturity and growth. I'll show you maturity and growth. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> match number Speaking seven. Speaking of HR. <laughs> Yeah, oh geez, yeah. Well, another HR, a potential HR bomb here. Walter pins Roderick Strong with a power bomb in a great 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Unfortunately, the story is the post-match, for better or worse. Let's quickly talk about the match itself, which was awesome. Hard-hitting, strong-style wrestling, Boris, between the big bully Walter and the world's smallest bully, Roderick Strong. How is it possible that Roddy's slaps looked more devastating than all of Walters. They sounded more devastating, too. He was getting a real good sound on Walters' uh, face and chest. And the crowd was awesome. Like, honestly, yeah. what I'm really liking about NXT right now is the crowd now is buying that this isn't total shit. They're having fun again, and they're making the product, and they're making these matches a lot better because, you know, the crowd makes a huge difference. 
hundred percent. They were all the way in this one. Loved the story of this match. It was basically a wolf fighting a bear or something. I don't know. It was like, yeah, the, the speedy wolf running in and out, attacking from the outside, using his quickness and positioning to overcome the side is size advantage. And then the big bear would swing his paw once and knock the wolf halfway across the ring or forest or whatever. Boris, this was awesome. I really love this match. I like this style battle. And I feel like Walter's best matches happen against smaller wrestlers. It, it doesn't work as well when he's in there with a huge guy. He's He wrestles awesomely against these smaller guys. So really, really good match. Uh, one highlight was Roderick Strong hitting a humongous superplex on Walter, which is kind of shocking. You'd think that would go the other way if it would happen at all. And uh, Strong attempts to get his stronghold submission on Walter after that, but Walter counters, chops the soul out of this man, hits one power bomb, pins him clean, 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Four Gunters out of five at least. This was a great wrestling match, buddy. Yeah. Malcolm Bivens, amazing on the outside. And I love the fact that I think he was the sweatiest person in that ring. <laughs> yeah, more sweat possibly than the other two guys combined. Uh, yeah, so post-match, Walter gets on the microphone and declares, and I quote, the winner of this match is Gunther. Yep. That leads to a huge pull-apart brawl with Imperium fighting Diamond Mine, looking like the direction is going to be Creed Brothers winning this year Dusty Classic yet again, as we've said before, and feuding with uh, the Imperium tag team for them titles. Yes, yeah, Surrey Bob. So, yeah, we've already said our piece about the Gunter thing. No need to do that again. Next week on NXT TV, we have a full card already. So here goes. No DQ, false count anywhere. It's a hardcore match. Solo Sokoa, the third oose versus Boa. We have Cameron Grimes versus Tony D'Angelo in a number one contenders match for the North American title. We have a trios match, Toxic Attraction versus Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, and Kaylee Ray. We also have the end, the remaining two matches of the Dusty Classics first round, which are MSK versus Jacket Time and the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Chase University, Andre Chase and uh, Blonde Jabroni, Bodie Hayward. We also have a special... Boris, we also have a special musical performance from Ollie J, who is a human being I know nothing about, but she has a wacky Instagram, let me tell you. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, musical performance notwithstanding, that's uh, it seems like it will be an interesting show. I'm actually sure the musical performance will be very interesting, if nothing else. And uh yeah, NXT, it's a weird program. I would have given up on it, but I can't. So we'll be here next week talking about it. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I'm just... Sure. <laughs> oh, man. I'm... <laughs> what can I say, honestly? What can I honestly say that we didn't already say at the beginning of this, uh, of this year, of this show? Like, it's just perplexing, you know? We get a half-decent episode of NXT, and the stuff that was bad, it was just embarrassing. Exactly right. It's like one step forward and five steps sprinting in the opposite direction. Like, it's like we can't ever have nice things. It's just always got to be some kind of weird twist at the end of something. It's always got to be, like you said, they've got to control every aspect of it and overbrand and whatever, whatever. Anyway, buddy, let me grab a water and let's talk about these two NXT UK episodes and cheer ourselves up in NXT UK Corner.
All right, it is time for NXT UK Corner here on NXT Talk. We talk about the single best show that Vince McMahon doesn't know about in WWE. Yes, two episodes coming at you today. We're talking about the January 6th and January 13th, 2022 editions of NXT UK. We're going to speed review them. Boris, you saw the first one we're talking about. You didn't see the second. And let me tell you, you missed a banger on that show. We will get to it, though. Uh, NXT UK remains in a good place. Their character videos are awesome, and they always have probably a very good to great match every single week. So watch the show if you're not, guys. No, for sure. Um, honestly, it just came down to time. Uh, that's the only reason why I didn't watch last week's episode. I honestly had it queued up about four times, and every time I was about to start, somebody bothered me. Nah, <laughs> I mean, these things happen. Like, you feel no shame for missing your show here and there, buddy. You do a lot. You work your ass off. It's all good. I definitely don't mind picking up the slack here and there. And I don't have to do it very often anyway, buddy. So you don't have to apologize at all. Uh, just a no, general statement. Watch I, NXT in, UK. In no time was I apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Fair enough, brother. All right, moving on. Let's start this show. This is the January 6th. 2022 edition of NXT UK, starting with uh, NXT UK tag team title number one contender tournament semifinal. Boris, it's a mouthful. Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter versus Symbiosis, Primate, and T Bone. Really strong tag team match. I was I was pretty shocked by this. Oliver and Ashton have improved a lot. Yeah, this was a very good match. Um, I really enjoyed this in the grand scheme of things. I think that Symbiosis, you know, I've never really been a huge fan, but I'm they're, they're really starting to grow on me as well. Yeah, that's that's fair. I like Eddie Dennis as a character. He's a, he's a good speaker. But yeah, Primate and T-Bone, they just haven't clicked with me. There's nothing wrong with them, but they just haven't landed with me in that way yet. But yeah, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, definitely improving. And you, you can see some improvement in Symbiosis as well. So this match went about 9 minutes and 30 seconds. Symbiosis defeated by Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. They hit their tag team finisher, which is actually an awesome little move. It's basically Ember Moon's... Uh, what was it? The Eclipse, the the uh, 360 stunner from the top rope done out of a doomsday device position. So it's a really crazy move. It's a, a flipping stunner out of a doomsday device. And your winners, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, Boris. I thought this was a really strong match. Yeah, this is a great first match of 2022 for NXT UK. I'm, I, what, what else can we say? Honestly, it was, I, you should watch this match. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to go as high as three and a half supernovas out of five. Solid 70%, and maybe that's too low. It was It was actually, like, it was very, very good, and a, a truly breathtaking finisher these guys have. It's really, really crazy. Yep, agreed. So next up, we had uh, Pretty Deadly asked about losing the tag team titles to Mustache Mountain. They, uh, you know, they bitched and whined as heels are wont to do, and uh, Sam Gradwell walked up told them they had to take what they wanted around here. And, you know, pretty deadly. They were considering this advice from young Sam Gradwell. So perhaps that is a trio coming down the pike here at NXT UK. Yeah. You know how I feel about pretty deadly. I think they're fantastic. Uh, I think that they're getting their character work is good. Their mic work is fun. They're just an entertaining tag team. And I love their backstage promos. 100%. 
Then we had a fabulous character video on Ilya Dragunov talking about his family, talking about his training regimens, talking about Jordan Devlin insulting his family and how much it meant to Dragunov to, uh, you know, avenge that uh, horrible uh, misdeed. So this was great stuff. I'm sure it's somewhere out there on their social media. If it's not, they got to get off their arse and put it on there. Watch this video, Ilya Dragunov character piece from January 6th, NXT UK. Awesome stuff. Possibly the best promo I've seen all year. Yep, agreed. All right, Noam Dar backstage with uh, Shaw Samuels, the boy. Uh, they have set up a two-man betting rig, which is funny. They have a whole bookie situation, but nobody's betting on the matches other than them. Uh, so they settled on Noam Dar to beat uh, Nathan Fraser in the fourth round on 11-1 to 1 odds. There was also in there A-Kid winning by act of God. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, D Familia up next. Really good promo, D Familia. They're they're figuring it out. I want to hear more of Charlie Dempsey on the microphone, though. I want to see if he's got the uh, the gift of gab like his daddy William Regal did. Yeah, um, yeah. I I really enjoy D Familia and uh, Charlie Dempsey. Who? Hopefully he stays in the company. Hopefully they see something. Hopefully, you know what? I want to see oh. D Familia stateside. That Can would be interesting for sure. D Familia. Versus Legado. Of course, Legado would lose, but it would be a fun <laughs> match. I could imagine that. I think you fantasy booked that one before, boys. I That's did. The one you've I'm going to keep saying sure. it. I'm going to keep saying every episode until it happens, until Santos Escobar <laughs> gets pinned clean. Speak it into existence. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot about that. William Regal is gone. What's going to happen to Son of Regal? Oh, no. Yep. Who knows? All right. Uh, next up, match number two, Milo Grace versus Zaya Brookside. Not much to this one, actually. The rare bad match, I would say, for NXT UK. But I do like Zaya's finisher where she it's like a double wrist clutch backstabber to the to the legs, not to the knees. It's called the broken wings. So Zaya Brookside doing her uh, her daddy's girl character, basically the same character as Tiffany Stratton, minus the rich aspect. It was all right. You know, it wasn't it was it wasn't uh I don't want to insult it too badly. I would still go two supernovas out of five, slightly below that mad, mad cat moss line, you know? Yep. Agreed. I think that's a very fair rating. It was okay. Nothing outstanding. It was generic. For Here's the thing. I think that we kind of hold NXT UK matches to a certain level. And yeah, we might. That's why, like, you know, the mad cat moss, the mad cap moss line tends huh. to be a little higher with NXT UK because you rate this match against the Dakota Kai match from last night, you know? It's way better. It's way better, yeah. And it's at least on that Madcap Moss. I said, you know what? That's a really good point. Maybe I did underrate this match a little bit. It wasn't that bad. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was in this product, in this environment, maybe made it look a little worse than it was. So uh, moving on, Amel interviewed at the Performance Center talking about her amazing video package and her inspiring story. We had, uh, I actually didn't recognize the baby face that came in and told her that her story was inspirational. She didn't mean to interrupt her promo, but she just wanted to say thank you and, and your story was inspirational. We then saw Ginny interfere to say that she very much did want to interrupt. It was a pathetic sob story and she was not impressed. She has to catch her limo. Stevie Turner then looked on, said that Ginny had a point. Amel, for some reason, attacked Stevie Turner, but not Ginny. And we're setting up Amel versus Stevie Turner on a show to be named later. 
that'll be a good match, I think. Yeah, and I'm digging the Amel versus Ginny feud. Two talented performers. They can both speak. They can both wrestle. I'm I'm very excited to see where that goes. I'm really enjoying Amel's new character. Like ever since they really started focusing her, they did that character piece. They've um she I think she feels comfortable with what she's doing now. I think she's found a character yeah. she can portray. And let's you know let's 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 go to the moon. Exactly. She basically was Jeannie's character before. She was like the sassy, spoiled, yeah. like fancy rich girl. And that didn't that didn't suit her. She is a baby face. She told her story and it was brilliant. It was so well done. So I love where they're at. Yep. Video package for Walter versus Nathan Fraser next, setting up the main event of the January 13th show. Oh, Walter said that he was making his last stand in NXT UK, but he will always be the ring general. And he will always be Walter, then, now, and forever. That is a quote, Boris. That is a quote. I'm pissed I off. As well. I know. I love that so fucking much. It's like he knew. Uh, he knew. It's like he knew. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. He said he was told great things about this Nathan Fraser, but he's not impressed. Fraser's like everyone else. He's in it for the fame. He's in it for the glory. And Walter thinks the ring is sacred. When he steps onto the mat, he comes out victorious. Walter can speak. Good promo. I was hyped for this match next week. Why did they name him Gunter? Uh, uh. Could could have been worse, dude. It could have been a lot worse, and you know this. It, it might be. Well, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, it certainly could have. They could have. Yeah, they could have named him. I, I don't even want to speculate. Dude, um, he could be coming out with Steins, wearing like, oh my god, they're like this, like this. Laser hosen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it could be much worse. The main event of the January sixth, twenty twenty two episode of NXT UK was a barn burner. Miko Satamura defending her title versus Blair Davenport, the former B Priestley. I had high expectations for this match. I do think they delivered it. Um, it wasn't as good as the absolute classic Miko versus Kaylee Ray title defense where Miko won the title, but I think it was Miko's best match since that match. Yes. Um, this match was good. Blair Davenport continues to impress. Like She's so good in the ring, and I think that she's still... I feel like she still like hasn't given it her all. I think she's still getting used to the system, to the factory. I think that she will, she still has, I don't want to say this, like she has ways to improve, but I think she just needs to feel a little more comfortable in the system. Yeah, that's 100% fair. I think that's exactly right. Having said that, still a very good match. We're going to go as high as three and three quarter supernovas for this one, Boris. A 75% of B+. Plus in Canada. The finish of this one, Blair Davenport goes for her Falcon Arrow finisher. Michael Satamura evades it, goes for the Death Valley Bomb. Blair Davenport turns that into a sunset flip, but Miko Satamura reverses the sunset flip. One, two, three, in about 13 minutes. Really strong wrestling match. Good main event. The best thing on this show was probably Dragunov, but I would hear an argument that this was the best thing on the show, too. Yeah, agreed. All right, so that was the January 6th episode. Let's keep this train moving. January 13th, 2022 episode of NXT UK, starting with the number one contenders tournament for the tag team titles, Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars versus Defamy, Tioman and Rohan Raja. This one shocked me. 
Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars win the match in 9 minutes and 23 seconds when Gallus interferes. Distraction finish. So we are setting up a Gallus versus D-Fami uh, feud here, Boris. Also, D-Familia, they tend to be the legado of NXT UK. They get screwed all the time. That mid-card stable in WWE is a dangerous position. Like the mid-card heel stable, like the League of Nations, like the core, like all of these jobber stables in the past that just lose a lot, you know? Did you just call Charlie Dempsey a jobber? (laughs) Unfortunately, in a roundabout way, I think I did. I hope he doesn't hear this because he will stretch me real good. (laughs) I uh, I would like my shoulder blades to stay intact, please. I would like my what's left of my shoulder blade to stay somewhere, wherever it is. Well, if you need someone to break your collarbone for you, you call up Charlie Dempsey. You can probably do it for free. <laughs> Dude, a baby can break my collarbone at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Boris, how are we going to have a tag team match versus uh, Brian and Vinny if, you, if your collarbone can't even hold up? Oh, we're just going to have to put some WWE on TV. They'll be complaining so much that we just do a schoolboy roll up and that's it. <laughs> The distraction finish, WWE on the big screen. I love it. All right. So, yeah, we had a couple video packages here. One highlighting Blair Davenport versus Miko Satamora. I think I actually forgot to mention that Davenport attacked Miko after the match. That feud must continue. Pretty important. Sorry uh, sorry about omitting that, but there it is right there. And then we had a video package uh, from the perspective of both Dragonov and Devlin. They're both telling their stories, and we're going to see a title match in two weeks on NXT UK TV. That's going to be great. So excited for that one. Yeah, same here. I think Devlin, obviously, he's not going to win, but I think this is going to be like, uh, you know, uh, one of those matches that we just have all eyes on. Yeah, I yeah I do agree. I think it's going to be a fantastic match, and it's way too early to take the belt off Dragonov. So agree on all counts, buddy. Next up on this show, Amel defeating Stevie Turner with her finisher, which is the Hope Breaker, which is basically the uh, the old A Train bomb, the old uh, Baldo bomb, if you will. So you know, decent little match. It was a four minute squash. Ginny on commentary was probably the highlight. Amel's really good in the ring too. But Ginny's actually fabulous. She's a fabulous character. She's really gotten it. She she can speak in an eloquent and entertaining way. And I was just I was kind of blown away by Ginny on commentary. She she did an excellent job. I would say go back and watch this show for that, if nothing else. Also, the main event of this show is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I'm yeah. Just listening to this, I I want to I want to listen to Ginny. Yeah, on commentary. do it. Ginny has done great character work in NXT UK over the past few months. I hope she makes it stateside as well. A couple segments in a row here before the main event. What do you think they would call her? (laughs) We should play this this game. You know, what are they going to call these wrestlers? Bride of Gunther? (laughs) Matilda? (laughs) Ava Braun? I don't know. Whoa! 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 Whoa, 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 yo, yo, oh, oh, oh my god. All right, moving on, there were a couple of segments before this game. (laughs) So pretty deadly. (laughs) Monica with a K, Gisela, Suzanne with two N's, Christina with an I. (laughs) I like how you're just not letting me move on. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. 
this is why I need to lead because I get like I get so distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. We can't do this every week because the podcast would fall apart. Me, what's every four to Julia, six? Julia, Emma, Anna with two N's, Anna with one N, <laughs> Leah with L E A. All right. Oh, just go, please. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. I mean, that's enough. You need to leave. You're drunk. Go home. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Pretty deadly backstage complaining to Sid Scala about Sam Gradwell calling them stupid. Maybe we won't be getting a, a little uh, re- reunion. Maybe pretty deadly are quite angry at this Gradwell. So we're getting deadly versus Gradwell and a partner of his choosing next week. But uh, of course, pretty deadly being dicks. They claim that Sam Gradwell has no friends and it should be a handicap match. Did I say Ella or Mila just yet? <laughs> Ella? There, there hasn't been an Ella yet in wrestling, I don't think. What's funny is that this website that I'm on, so these are the traditional German boy names. The first one, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. How much is Gunther down the list? <sighs> Uh, Gut- oh my god, Gunter is the last one. Gunter is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, number eight. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Backstage hey, A-Kid. And- <laughs> he could have been called Hans Stark. <laughs> That's worse. That's somehow, well, is it worse because the, the name that he has actually did belong to a Nazi? So, I don't know. Is it or worse? Or He could have been Klaus. We have a backstage... Uh- <laughs> Oh, we have a vignette with A-Kid and Noam Dyer talking about their upcoming NXT UK Heritage Cup match. This was a really good promo. Again, NXT UK knocks it out of the park with these character vignettes. Really made you want to see this match, which is coming up very soon. Next week, the 20th of January, which is, uh, it might be the day that you're listening to this show, in fact. So if you have the means, there's going to be an awesome Heritage Cup match on NXT UK on Thursday. A-Kid versus Noam Dyer. Anja, this is it. It's going to be Anja. Ginny's name is going to be Anja. Anja? Anja. Anja, do you pronounce the J? I'm I'm for it. That's 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 as good as Ginny. That's not that bad a name. I like Bridget? Anya. I can see Bridget? I can see that as a wrestling name. <laughs> uh Amel interviewed backstage. Ginny walks in, calls her weak and pathetic. They brawl. Another another uh ember in that flame. That's gonna be a good match as well. Yeah. Um uh, that's actually gonna be a really good one. Uh oh. yeah. Ginny, man, again, like all joking aside, I really want to see her stateside. Um you Same. Know, I was nervous with KLR. But I think they actually like her, and they're doing something with her. Yeah, she's in four-minute matches, but what woman isn't at this point, right? I would say that Ginny has more of a chance to succeed stateside than KLR. Now, KLR is a better wrestler, more talent, but Ginny has a, a more traditional look, and she's a way better promo. So I think that she's got more of a chance to succeed if she would ever come over. Yep, yep, 100%. Next up, the main event of the podcast, the main event of the January 13th episode, Walter versus Nathan Fraser. Walter's last stand, 14 minutes of goodness. It's Walter versus Ben Carter, who was the hottest name pre-pandemic in like 2019 on the indies for like a couple months there. 
and he's kind of his momentum has certainly stalled in NXT UK, but I'm telling you, he's still having really good matches all the time. This chief among them, a great performance by young Nathan Fraser, a great performance by Walter. You knew what this match was going to be if you've seen a Walter match before, but guess what? What that is is great all the time. Absolutely awesome. This is kind of if Walter were to wrestle Seth Rollins, it would look a lot like this. And the announcer said the same. Like, Fraser has a lot of that Seth Rollins in him. Yeah. Um, at this point is when Walter faces Seth Rollins. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I would say a great main event. Four Supernovas out of five. Watch this wrestling match for sure. Walter's last stand in NXT UK. It delivered. And uh, coming up on NXT UK on the 20th of January, we have Noam Dyer versus A-Kid for the NXT UK Heritage Cup and Pretty Deadly versus Sam Gradwell and a partner of his choosing on January 27th, two weeks from now, UK title, Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin, Boris. Yeah, dude, that match is something I'm really looking forward to. Like I say, we know the outcome. I'm not going to let it kind of uh, put me down in terms of expectations for this match. But I think they're going to have a banger of a match. NXT UK, honestly, yeah, I didn't watch last week's episode, but continues to be the number one WWE show every week. Yeah, if you have 15 minutes to kill, man, I would definitely check out that main event. And if you have 20 minutes to kill, watch Ginny on commentary as well. Yep. Or you mean, you mean Therese? Tamara? (laughs) Sabrina? Sabine. I, I mean Ava. Nadine. I can see her being called Nadine. I have there I actually used to date a girl named Nadine. I also oh. knew a girl named Sabinka. Anyway. Interesting. She could also be a Lorelei or a Louise. <laughs> Katarina. Are you just close the podcast naming off names. This is exactly uh. what I'm doing. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna be back on BAM. I will be a little more concentrated. This is honestly my break. So I'm just having fun chatting wrestling with matt uh so tomorrow on bam we have uh you know quite a few stuff to talk about we're going to be chatting about mlw and that debacle of a show we're going to be chatting (laughs) impact and that impressive show we're going to be chatting terminus and that show and we're going to be previewing on the wrestling side gcw at the hammerstein ballroom which is this sunday and i'll be covering that for slam wrestling and then on the sports side we're going to be chatting some nfl and we'll figure something else out. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs. Boris, I think you're going to be doing uh, basically what I did today and running the show on uh, the wrestling portion of BAM because I haven't seen much of that. But I'm definitely going to be there helping preview GCW The World from the Hammerstein Ballroom. We'll definitely be checking that show out. And maybe I'll try to watch Terminus as well before tomorrow night. Exactly. Exactly. So that's all, man. All right. So remember, and then on Friday... We have the old fucks all elite weekly on Saturday. You got not Uno, but those shows. Show number one, the Smack Daddies are back talking all things SmackDown. And then you're going to get some form of myself, Matt, and Mike talking all things Rampage. And on Sunday, we're going to get another subset of myself, Mike, and Matt on the flagship show. And then we're going to be doing it all over again. He's Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm Boris. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Anke. Bertina. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Brigitte, Carla, Caroline, Dorothea, 